0: Everyone, you're on the 14th step, a podcast about addiction and recovery. My name is Mark. I am a professional counselor and a recovering addict. I think I'm doing that backwards every time. What? What, 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 what is, <laughs> is that? What is that? 14?
1: Is that right? If I'm facing the... Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> it's I good enough. I it's that. good I enough. Think you're y'all on know.
0: Forty-one step. We need a gang sign, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, just. I don't even know what I just did. You just made the Crips mad? (laughs) I made somebody mad somewhere (laughs) on the world, on our world-famous podcast. Yeah. Okay, so today's topic—I'm Skip. I'm a recovery coach, by the way. Today we're going to tell you what no one tells you about sobriety.
0: We would like to think that getting sober— is just about putting down the drug or the drink. Yes. And that if we're in an addiction, whether it's a year or five or 20 years, that we can just kind of deal with it on our own, quietly put it down without telling anyone, pretend like it never happened, and move on with our lives, and we're going to be fine. Are you reading my diary? That's That's the way I think all addicts fantasize about this outcome. Well, I sure did. And I think what no one tells you about sobriety is the lengths that you have to be willing to go to get it and where that journey is going to take you and what kind of fear you have to conquer to get there. Like you really, really have to want it. It's like mountain climbing almost. It is. And you've had that experience. I've had that experience. And I,
1: I, uh, I probably tried to quit over a 20-year period of time. I was at least once a year, Uh if not more. So I've gone through withdrawals 20 times maybe, Uh 15 maybe. I mean, I'm just whatever. Tried to quit. That was my life. I wanted to quit taking the pills I was taking, never have to tell anybody about it just be able to pat myself on the back and say that's one other thing I was able to conquer and just go man that was a bad period of time in my life
0: what was the fear or what was holding you back from wanting to tell people about it or, or wanting to kind of like kind of hide it and and well it's an obvious question i know it is
1: the first well the most obvious thing is
0: i'm in ministry uh, i
1: work and have worked in full-time vocational ministry uh, in a church since 1997, uh, 1998. So, um, that was first and foremost is I didn't want to have to, uh, how can you do that? How can you work in a church and then have a
0: problem taking, uh, pain pills? Cause you're you know in a, I mean? you're in a position of leadership Big time. where people are looking to you Big time. for answers and you're a, a model of, of living for, for people. you're in the spotlight.
1: The outside package I know is
0: incredible, <laughs> but the, the, sorry,
1: hey, the inside that's, that's perfect. Was a mess. The inside was a mess, and it, it got to be more of a mess the longer that I kept it inside. And I knew. Here's the thing that I knew. I knew even two years into my issue that for me to get. If I was ever going to get past this, I was going to have to be that guy. And by, by that, I mean I was going to have to be that the guy that goes to treatment and the guy that admits everything, the guy that doesn't keep anything a secret about it anymore. I'm going to have to tell everybody about it because that's my personality type. And I knew that from my ministry in dealing with people in ministry that to Part of, I don't care what it is that you're trying to recover from in your life or try to get past in your life, whether it's mental health or relationship or anything, you have to be willing to be very open and vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that word again? I can't pronounce that. And able to share because if you can't do that, then you can't help somebody else because that's the whole end of this story is by the end of your journey, your journey needs to turn around and be able to help somebody. And I knew that if I was ever going to try to help somebody, it was going to be the experiences and difficulties that I trudge. I was going to have to climb that mountain to show another person how it could be done.
0: And the things that you said that you knew you would have to do, which is openly sharing, telling people about it, being vulnerable. This is why so many people never get clean. Because those are the things that I think addicts fear the most. And there are good reasons. There's great reasons. Addiction in a lot of ways is the survival mode. And the way that we survive in our addiction is by being secretive and not sharing. Because if I'm addicted to my substance and I'm having to work my little hustle to get it and to make sure I have enough, and I'm not going to tell people about that because if I start telling people about it, Someone's gonna make me stop.
1: You know how they say that there's tools that you use mm-hmm. in sobriety. There's tools you use to stay addicted. Oh to. yeah, and that's a whole nother toolkit. And
0: we're we're good at that oh, toolkit, man. real good. I can make myself that's appear. Spy, that's spy tools. That's uh, spy tools, right? <laughs> I can make myself appear like I've got it all under control no one is knowing how many like doctor numbers i have or contacts i have or where i have to go here or where i have to go there or why i'm really late or why i'm calling in sick it's a double life that i'm having to live if if an addict wants to have any kind of job or anything or or uphold a family like it's a double life it
1: is it's like and, you're a double agent but it, you're you're not working for anybody yeah but it's
0: like way sadder <laughs> oh it's way worse yeah and so doing the things the links that we have to go to and the courage that we have to have, there's no wonder that you can't just do that by yourself. You have to have support. That's right, and so in what no one tells you about sobriety
1: is once you get sober, that doesn't fix your life. It It doesn't doesn't. fix you, does it?
0: It doesn't, and that is reflected in 12-step recovery because what is step, step one? is putting down the drug or the step 1 is getting sober. That's right. Step 2 through 12 is all the other stuff. That's right. That really has nothing to do with a drug or a drink. It has to do with this. That's right. That's right.
1: It and doesn't fix you.
0: It's not a lightning bolt. It's not. And so if that is scary, which it is, what can we do about it?
1: Yeah, I um the steps were a really big deal for me uh, because when I first saw them and read them, my first thing, was, because of my personality type, I was like, "I'll knock these out in the next couple of days." <laughs> Seriously, because no. the first three, I was like, "Well, I'm, I man, I'm a, I work at a church, I'm in ministry. You got I, that? I got that, man. I, I was, I'll, I'll skate through these like an <laughs> otter yeah. on the ocean wave, man. And I got, <laughs> the I got way. step four. And luckily, I really took it seriously and looked up. I actually looked up some things on YouTube and heard people talking about it and what a big deal it was. And even in the meetings that I went to, some people were talking about it. And I, I feel like I did my due diligence, yeah. which is taking a moral inventory of all the things that have, I've that have wrong I felt have wronged me in my life yeah. or things that I did or things that hurt my feelings, however you want to put it. And it, it it's you're not going to come up with this list in an hour. This is the thing that has to happen over months sometimes or whatever because in the oddest times, you'll be driving and all of a sudden something will pop into your mind from when you were nine years old that really hurt your feelings. Or when somebody did something, I would sit and write that down on my phone. Mm-hmm
0: those those survival tools that we learn in our addiction creates this knotted like this knotted ball of yarn inside of us like it it gets so twisted up if you if you lie for 20 years oh like what what does that even feel like you know the in the first few weeks of my sobriety and people like well what's wrong with you i don't know I don't even, I have no idea. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't even know where to start. And what this 12 steps do, especially when you start getting into the fourth step and on down, where you're doing the real kind of work on yourself, is it starts to uncover maybe a little spot here or a spot there that you can start to untangle some of that. That's exactly right. And start to make sense of it. Because if we, if it, the way that I am, and I was the same way. I was sitting in rehab in 2013, and I was looking at the wall. The steps were on there. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." I started making amends right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, done, done, done. Step four, done. Okay, I just did it in my head. We're good." Yeah. Yep. Now let's go help some people. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Day one, I'm ready Send to go. Send me out, chief. But it, it's it's a process, and it it's a daily process for me. It's not something that I can finish and graduate from. Um, This is kind of a wrestling with myself and trying to do what I don't want to do necessarily in order to stay good so that I don't go back to that Mm -hmm. drug or the drink.
1: And I've seen so many people when you are, if you have to go through detox or you have a certain amount of time off of your Uh, Offer your drug of choice or alcohol Your emotions get very raw Oh yeah And you feel everything times 10 Yeah And that's a scary, scary place to be Because you want so bad to cover that up Mm -hmm. And you better figure out Through your program that you're working Or your meetings Use the tools that people are surrounding you with To fix that issue For the time being, because when you, and that is either go to a group, or go to a meeting, talk to somebody, talk to your counselor, your sponsor, recovery coach. Yep. Get past that feeling, and because as time goes by, those tense emotions are not going to be as bad. Time is your friend. Oh, yeah. And... And all those feelings won't be as bad. Will you still probably have some of them? Yes. But guess what? When you get past all those, we just said, being sober is not going to fix your life. All those same issues are going to be there, whether you're using or you're not using. But guess what? When all those problems are there, when you can turn around and go to bed at the end of the day and say, guess what? I didn't have to take a drug today to numb those. That is a miracle.
0: Well, I would say that. If you don't surround yourself with people in recovery or counselors or people in meetings, then I think your chances are, are just, they're just not as good. They're not. they're not. I would suggest for everyone who's trying to get sober, use every resource that you have. Go to meetings, get a sponsor, get a recovery coach, get a counselor. Do all of those things because you are going to be a raw nerve. For a long time. And if you don't have that support, that's going to be overwhelming very, very fast. It
1: is. And it, it, it is, a raw nerve is the best way to put it. Because I remember even crying by watching a dumb commercial. Yeah, a puppy. Anything. Yeah. Especially music. Because that's such a big part of my life. I would just, and that helps me, but it also just exposed my feelings. My feelings were so raw because I hadn't felt anything in years Yeah. like that. And uh, we're supposed to, that we are supposed to have up and down emotions in our life. I just couldn't regulate them, you know?
0: It's hard for us to trust, but I would encourage anyone, you know, trust the program. The program is there as a step-by-step thing that will give you relief from addiction. Yes. It eases you into it. If you can have the courage to walk into a meeting and sit down and say, my name is, and I'm an addict, then you're like, on the path. That is almost like you're ninety percent there. You are. Because if you can summon that kind of courage to do that, you can do anything that the program asks you to do.
1: Once I told once I told at my first meeting and I said I'm skipping I'm an addict. Yeah. Once that came out of my body, I knew I was gonna be what I always knew I was gonna be You have know that do. you could be okay. I even walked up on stage at my church That's at that right. point and, and told the entire Uh, congregation of my struggles and guess what all my fears and all
0: this stuff that I've built up none of that happened that's right and that act of doing that where you're on a stage telling your congregation about what you struggled with you couldn't even have fathomed that ten years before that or five years before that never ever and the fact that you can kind of incrementally work up to that with a program that's designed to unravel all that stuff that's what recovery is it is and and it's a really beautiful journey, to be honest. It's something right. that if we don't want to miss out on that, because that's growth. That's where we stop killing ourselves and start living. That's right. And we learn that that source of shame that we carried with us so long is the very thing that gives other people hope. That's it. And it heals that shame. Amen. That's a amen
1: to that. That's the end of that journey is your story and your journey. Is going to help somebody else. And uh, I think, so what no one tells you about sobriety is is the great lengths you're going to have to go to get it. But also, it's only the beginning of your journey.
0: That's right. And, and it's not something I think that should frustrate anyone from trying to get sober. It's just, don't you, we don't have to think about the whole mountain. We just have to think about the first step of that mountain. That's right. The first footing. That's it. We try not to look all the way at the top or look all the way down. We just look at the next step that's right in front of us, and it will start to make sense as we take those little steps. It does. It does. If you're struggling with addiction, the first step that you can do is talk to someone about it. Go to a meeting. uh, Call a a counseling center. Try to talk to someone that you trust. It will lead you on a path that you cannot even imagine how good it can be.
1: Yeah, you can even leave a comment here and ask a question to us. We can direct you to some great resources as well. Or if you have any questions about what we talked about today, please leave it in the comments. Or if you have a question you'd like us to discuss, uh, we'd love to do that. But thank you for joining us today on the 14th Step. Thanks, guys.